You are listening to the Sound the War Cry podcast, episode 26. From people of faith, hope, courage, and lots of knowledge, welcome to the Sound the War Cry podcast. We are your source for inspiration, motivation, and practical advice from faith-based leaders to help you mentally and physically prepare for the unforeseen days that lie ahead in our world. Please note that our viewpoints are merely for your entertainment and do not represent the LDS Church or any faith-based Christian religion. Welcome back to the Sound the War Cry podcast. I am your host, Heather Mitchell. And it's been too long, you guys. I'm sorry that there's been a huge gap between my last podcast and this preparedness podcast. Um, As you know, I've mentioned before, I run another podcast and it's called Healthy Families Rule. And I run that weekly. It's a wellness podcast all about health and nutrition. Uh, Really great stuff. Go check it out if you want to learn more about that. And then this particular podcast is really all about um, preparing your 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 body, preparing your mind, spiritually, physically, preparing your home, preparing for the second coming, preparing to see the Lord again. So that is what this podcast is all about. We've had some fantastic guests on this podcast that I'm really proud of um, that they were able to come on my podcast. This little old thing that doesn't get a lot of attention, but uh, I am so thankful to to all those people who have listen to the podcast, but those who've also been guests on my podcast, you guys are awesome. Uh, so this week's, this week, we're heading back into our emergency preparedness book, and this is going to be section nine. So remember, you can print out this book that I have the PDF for you. It's all on emergency preparedness. There's several sections, but they cover everything we need to know about being prepared in case of a disaster. We have not covered medical and first aid yet, so we're going to start there. This may end up being a two or three part series. I don't want to keep these podcast episodes too long, but we'll see how far we can get today. And let's start on page 9-1, so go get your books if you have them. I I got mine spiral bound. It's really nice, and it's just a really great book. Now, if you're not a person who has time to sit and read and and highlight and really look at the words, then audiobooks are going to be great for you. That's why this podcast is going to be great for you. You can just listen to the sections as I read them, and hopefully... When you hear something, it'll just click with you and you'll go and do that thing and prepare in that specific way. So maybe you have already prepared your food storage and you've got your water, but maybe you don't really have your medical supplies and the things that you really ought to have on hand. And those are going to look different for each of us depending on what kind of medications we take and what we do, okay? So we'll start here. The earth must be prepared to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and we must help with this preparation in the midst of wars, turmoil, natural calamities, and an increase of evil. There there has not been a time in the history of the world when a full-scale relief effort was more needed. The Savior saw our day as the beginning of sorrows, when many would be deceived. He told of wars and rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, and pestilences. This describes the world we live in today, 
and it is essential that we take hold of our responsibility to be prepared in all things. And that was a quote by Julie B. Beck, and it was in the Ensign, November 2007. And here's a hymn that just really helps put things together here for us. And some of the words of this hymn is, I would be my brother's keeper. I would learn the healer's art. To the wounded and the weary, I would show a gentle heart. I would be my brother's keeper. Lord, I would follow thee. That's hymn number 220. Lord, I would follow thee. Now, on with the show, Medical Kits and First Aid. This was created from an article by Jackie Clay and edited by Missy Clay. There may be a time when your loved ones need medication or medical treatment, and there is no drugstore open or doctor available. No matter how comprehensive your medical kit is, it can be useless or even harmful if you do not know how to use it safely. So the most important rule is, do no harm. Do not reach beyond your abilities. If you haven't the skills to perform a procedure, don't learn by doing it in an emergency event. That being said, you don't have to have extensive medical training to handle most emergencies that occur in real life. The good news is, you'll be surprised at how much free medical training is out there for you to pick up and many communities provide first aid classes or EMT training classes, including invaluable cardiopulmonary resuscitation, CPR training. During these classes, ask questions to boost up the amount of knowledge you receive. Attend volunteer fireman's training sessions as available. Again, keep asking questions. Now, I'm CPR certified, and I get my CPR certification about every two years. I have to do that because I work at the gym. I'm an instructor there and we are required to have a CPR training. But if you are not required to have a CPR training for your job, I highly, highly recommend that you just Google some CPR training classes in your area. Go down and get a refresher course. Put that on your to-do list just to have that in the back of your mind. You just never know when you're going to need that. Pick up a good first aid manual which should be in your medical kit at all times, and a book or two from a preparedness company which details medical treatment when no doctor or dentist is available. Then read these manuals carefully. I know they're not great reading, but they can save someone's life. Share the reading with your spouse or older children, and even practice at home. It can be interesting learning to suture gaping wounds or on a piece of chicken you're having for dinner. What you stock up on should be related to what you know how to use and what you can obtain. Basic bandages and stethoscopes, etc. can be bought from any medical supply house. In the USA, there is no federal law prohibiting the purchase of things like sutures, syringes, needles, IVs, etc. But some states can make it difficult. In most other countries, they are freely available. Try looking in the yellow pages, if you still get the phone book, for medical or emergency medical supply houses. In our case, you just got to Google it. Or veterinary supplies. A number of commercial survival outfitters offer first aid and medical supplies. However, I would shop around before purchasing from these companies as their prices 
in people's experience are higher than standard medical suppliers. Let's talk about prepackaged kits. Now, generally speaking, it is considerably cheaper to purchase your own supplies and put together your own kit. The commercial kits cost two to three times more than the same kit would cost to put together yourself and frequently contain items which are of limited value. A lot of companies that sell the kits still want you to update them every year or so and they will include an item in it uh, that expires and so you're going to have to. The more you buy, the cheaper things become and so consider buying in bulk. Storage and rotation of medications. Medications can be one of the more expensive items in your storage inventory, and there can be a reluctance to rotate them due to this cost issue, and also due to the difficulties in obtaining new stock. Unfortunately, drugs do have limited shelf life. It is a requirement for medications sold in the U.S. and most other first world countries to display an expiration date. It is our experience that these are usually very easy to follow without the confusing codes sometimes found on food products. Aspirin and epinephrine do break down over time to toxic metabolites and extreme care should be taken using these medications beyond their expiration dates. In addition, we recommend that if you are acquiring medications on a doctor's prescription, that when you have the prescription filled, you explain the medications are for storage. You don't need to say exactly what for. And request recently manufactured stock with distant expiration dates. The ideal storage conditions for most medications are in a cool, dry, dark environment. And these conditions will optimize the shelf life of the drugs. A small number of drugs require refrigeration to avoid loss of potency. These include insulin, ergometrin, oxytocin, and some muscle relaxants. Others, such as diazepam, rapidly lose potency if exposed to the light. Now, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing these medications correctly. Some of them are really hard to say. But let's talk about how much it is possible to say how much it is impossible to say how much is enough. Items which never go as far as you think they will include gauze, tape, antibiotics, and sutures. So you're never going to have enough of those things. Just stock up on gauze, tape, antibiotics, and sutures. Get as, as much as you, you probably can. And right now you can probably get a lot. So maybe just fill a couple of um, big old tubs with some of this stuff. I think that would be a good idea. Medical kits made for you. Now everyone has an idea of what his or her perfect kit is and what he or she thinks is vital. So there is no perfect kit or packing list. What is perfect for one person's situation and knowledge may not be perfect for yours. You need to build a kit that you are able to understand and use. Do not try to put together an advanced kit unless you are well-trained medically. And that's very important advice. So for me, I don't use Tylenol or aspirin or any kind of over-the-counter drugs even. I have, and I will if, if needed. But mostly, I can treat 
with natural remedies from ingredients in my home and also essential oils. So I have a natural wellness kit that includes stuff like castor oil. It includes um, oregano and coconut oil and turmeric and a lot of my vitamins too. So um, I do like to stock gauze and tape and some sutures and I, I don't anticipate there ever being a need for an antibiotic, but there might be if I usually my oregano oil or something or a lot of garlic works as an antibiotic. It can it can really help the body. So I go for natural things over medical things. So you got to know you and what you're comfortable using. But always store a supply of any medicines you take regularly. And these do not feature on the packing lists. So you're going to have to know what those are. It is vital to remember the blood pressure pills, thyroid hormones, allergy pills, contraceptive pills, asthma inhalers, or whatever you take regularly. Most doctors will issue additional prescriptions for regular medication to allow an extra supply at a holiday home or to leave a supply at work. The main problem likely to arise is covering the cost of the extra medication, which may be expensive and not covered by insurance. If you have previously had severe allergic reactions, consider having a supply of EpiPens. Yeah, I'm just a huge believer that the body can heal itself by itself if given the right conditions. Uh, so that is why I, I teach and do these wellness workshops on getting yourself to a healthy place where you don't even need to have medications anymore. But a lot of people aren't willing to go down that road, um, unfortunately. So you are going to have to stock up on your medications and those things that you are going to need and try to get a hold of some of those and, and ask if you can get them with um, this, the dates that have a distant expiration date. So the most recently manufactured stock is what you would probably try to ask for. Medical bags, not the supplies inside, just the bag, okay? Just the bag. There is a large selection of medical bags on the market, military and civilian styles, rigid and soft construction. They vary in size from bum bags to large multi-compartment backpacks and vary in price from less than $100 to more than $500. And we have uh, selected three to four bags in each size range, personal use, first responder, and large multi-compartment bags. They cover a range of prices. For those not looking to invest in a bag made to hold medical supplies, a regular backpack or plastic tub, or even a tackle box, a toolbox, will work. So it looks like they have a personal size bag called the Battle Pack Chinook, C-H-I-N-O-O-K, medical gear. Another one called Modular Medical Pouch made by Tactical Taylor, and Compact Individual Medical Pouch, made by S.O. Tech. For a first responder size, first responder bag, go again to Tactical Taylor and, and try to look that up, Google that. A modular bag system by Galls, G-A-L-L-S. The Plano 747M hard case, made by Plano, P-L-A-N-O, NSW Medical Patrol Bag, made by London Bridge Trading Company. 
Okay, and then they have Responder 2 made by Contera, Pelican waterproof case. Then they got these larger kit bags. So go through some of those, go Google them, go see what you think. And that will be, you know, a really great place for you to, to start is get your, get some of these supplies we're talking about, get your medical bag, how, how you want to organize it. When we come back next time on the podcast, we're going to talk about organizing your medical supplies and then the key components of any kit. So we will address that. But for now, might be worth looking into a bag to start with your bag, start with your sutures and your gauze and your tape. Um, Some of the things that you know that you'll need, you know, like your own prescription medications. Start there. And then we'll go a little bit deeper in next week's or next time's podcast episode whenever I can get another one recorded, hopefully quicker. And that's it for today. All right. So wishing you guys all the best as we head into a very unknown future in the world. It's looking like we could be heading into some turmoil and uh, tumultuous times, especially if you've listened to the return of Pluto in that podcast episode I did just before this one. If you haven't, go back and listen and then come back for these emergency prep ones and let let this sink in. Let this kind of be a um, voice in your head of, of, to get stuff done, to get your stuff, get all your stuff in line and get it done. Okay. All right. You guys have a beautiful rest of your week and holiday season ahead. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. And thank you for rating and reviewing this show. 